There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there, welcome to the show. It's brought to you along with Levi Solicitors who will offer you a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Dan here along with Michael and Moscow as we go back in time to 2016. Give me the date, Michael. 23rd of, of February. Which month is it? February, February. second month of the year. Ah, that was after January. That's the one. Uh, we are into Massimo Cellino's last season as the sole owner of Leeds United. The before times, if you like. Yeah. I think the bit, nothing shows the before times quite like the 17,103 people at this game. Christ, it was dire. Mm. Not this game in particular, just Leeds United as a whole was awful. It was really ironically biting at this point, wasn't it? Because we had Evans had come in, conceded after eight seconds to Blackburn. Fans started chanting for Chilino to go. He started charging more for the pies. <laughs> it was really ramping up at this point. Yeah, and on the pitch. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't as bad as some lead seasons on the pitch. We conceded after eight seconds. Well, I know, but we won some games And then too. again in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, we didn't score many goals in this season. And Would you it, say we're lacking was, bites? We were lacking bites. I bite. did that. Huh. He's already done it, yeah. Well, but a different way. Actually, no. There should be no shortage of uh, biting gags. Proceed. Thank you. Feeling like this podcast is a bit toothless now. Um, well, Michael's, it, give us something to nibble on. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Wooten? That had just happened. A bit chewy. <laughs> Ahead of this. So yeah, to give a bit of wider context, so we'd we'd just gone out of the FA Cup at Watford with that, that classic Scott Wooten on goal. If you've not seen it, have a look on YouTube. Great stuff. One of the all-time greats. Mm-hmm. And the and the, and the all-time great pictures as well. And you remember whose fault that was? Scott Wooten's? Tom Lee's. Jordan Bataka's. <laughs> yeah. so that was the game when Steve Evans turned on uh, the, the great man. Well, more of Jordan Bataka later on. Uh, and the league game before was the nil-nil against Middlesbrough. That was the game when there were, there were all the time to go Massimo projections and stuff uh, up on the East Stand as well. And oh. the game before that, we lost. Oh, I mean, we had some star names in the in the lineups that night. Oh, when we lost to uh, when we drew nil-nil with Middlesbrough, yeah, yeah, you the know, Adams, yeah, the Forshaws, the Claytons, yeah, in the in Borough's midfield, and then we lost to Forest before that. So we're three full games without scoring at this point. So did, it did we like some etc. Uh, yeah, and I like how you've. you've preface this with you know it wasn't that bad it was <laughs> yeah it was quite bad but I mean we were very firmly mid-table we were mm. uh, one or two points we got every time we dipped near the relegation zone we'd win a game or two and it was more or less fine it was more or less fine but this was this was the classic aspiring to be 15th type era wasn't it well it felt like given all the stuff we've explained there Steve Evans as manager Chilino's gone mental and he's putting making people buy pies everyone's absolutely hates it 
to be kind of mid-table with all that going on, yeah, it's kind of all right. That was probably the worst thing about it, though, wasn't it? There was like because you couldn't even the lack of anything. There wasn't even like a relegation fight to to protest about because mm. so when you would try to get angry about being charged five pound for a pie that you didn't want, then it would kind of come up against these buffers of, ah, oh, but we're not going to get relegated though, so it's all right. We're doing all right. Mm, the so, height of the height of our ambition, Moscow. And also that big risk as well of like if you, because that was the the big thing about the time to go, Massimo movement was like people saying, oh, we shouldn't do this. You might you might upset the team. You might unbalance. Like, what are we going to stop the team from doing? We're not going to get relegated. You're going to put off. Gonna go all right, you're going to put off some investors then. Well, yeah. Well, but that didn't work either. Because um, Ratchetani took a look at it all and went, mm, "Yeah, it looks pretty good." <laughs> Kenny Dalglish has got a point. But yeah, there was so there was nothing like however bad. There was nothing was, to lose, was there? Yeah, and that meant there was no jeopardy, and so that meant there was no kind of feeling of there being anything at risk. It was just like you know one of the things about Chilino. I guess it gave us some something to do, something to get annoyed about. <laughs> yeah, the lack of general interest. I mean, we did still have twelve thousand season ticket holders, but. Given the scramble you get for tickets now, like only five thousand tickets sold for this, only five thousand. That's including away fans. Actually, chose to go to this game. Yeah, yeah. Because no, just you just look at it, and it was on. It was midweek, wasn't it? You just you'd look at games like this and be like, could stay at home and watch Corrie or whatever. What's the point? Well, it would be a. Often these were Champions League nights as well, so you had the option. I think it was when it was still on ITV, so you could stay home and watch some of the greatest teams in European football. Take chunks out of each other. Yeah, or you could. Go to Welland Road in the cold and watch this. Drama was to follow because this is the TSB guide to Suleiman Dukara biting Fulham. Um, not all of them. No, no, not all of them. No, just just one one specific man. Uh, where were Fulham at this time then? Well, they were plodding along in mid-table basically, weren't they? Yeah, they'd started. They'd been through a couple of managers themselves already this season, but they had appointed Jakanovic at this point, who would go on to getting promoted and and stuff. Uh, later on, but he took he took them over just above the relegation zone. But by the time this game comes around, they're a place below us, ten points clear of relegation. Just nothing at stake. Nothing, nothing at stake. But a man turned into a stake. Does that work? <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. Probably not. So who who else was alongside? Bitey, bitey man. Louis Coyle starting at right back. I was surprised to see in this. Didn't start many league games for us at all. But yeah, um, do give me the full lineup. Okay, doke. So we got Silvestri way. <laughs> Are we going to do that like you used to do yeah, in the, the stadium? Cheers. Coyle, we. Hey. Uh, Sol Bamba, Liam Cooper, that's solid. Charlie Taylor. Um, and then in midfield, what a holding, what a double pivot this is. Dio Garaga <laughs> and Adeyemi. Yep. Then you've got a, a sort of a three, attacking three behind Antonucci, and the attacking three are Dukara, Lewis Cook, and Alex Mowat. You've got to bear in mind, you got that. Um, this graphic is from the BBC, and I'm, I'm not sure those we ever played. Four two three one under Steve Evans. It's hard to work out who's on the left wing though. If it isn't Alex Mowat, Mowat, just sort of an unbalanced four four two. Yeah, I mean, we we just we used to play with just four central midfielders in a line. I don't think we we're ever this sophisticated. Lewis <laughs> Cook was not playing like as a as a ten subs that we saw though. Moscow, your favourite boy, um, Jordan Bataka came on late for Adiyemi. Dallas came on seventy eight minutes for Mowat, Mowat, sorry, and um, Lee Irwin, the lesser spotted Lee Irwin, uh, mm. Montfrantinucci. It's a, it's a talent-stuffed bench because there is uh, Luke Murphy on there as well, the million-pound man, and Berardi. Uh, Peacock Farrell. Plus Bailey Peacock Star Farrell Star of well. a famous video, mm-hmm. Bailey Peacock Farrell. Uh, Lee Irwin, actually, around this game, I was looking, because I was trying to find out when the biting stuff had happened and when, because we'll, we'll it was all very delayed. 
But one of the things that, um, that came out of this game was a YEP report, not written by Phil. I won't name the guilty party. But some, there was a, it was five things we learned from this game. And one of them was Leo and needs to start games. Right. But it was, it was mainly based on the fact that Anthony is doing absolutely nothing. Don't think that Phil Hay character is going to go anywhere, do you? No. No, probably not. But yeah, well, that wasn't Phil. As many it Leo and dad? As many bad calls <laughs> as he's made over the years, uh, that wasn't his fault. Talk to me about Fulham then, because there's some real Leeds connections in their, in their lineup. Names you will recognise. Andy Lonergan in the goal. So he's... Mm-hmm. Was a, this is before his second stint at Leeds. Tom Kearney, who would been let go for being little, then turned out mm-hmm. to be about six foot, I think, by the time he, he re-emerged. And he didn't forget, did he? No, he did not. So he'd be, yeah, he'd been a hole and then Blackburn and it ended up at ended up at Fulham. Ross McCormack had joined Fulham for a load of money because this was Chilino era of um that's that whole sale is it's an episode in itself. And as is the sale of Matt Smith, who we'd given a new contract to and then sold on the last day of the so he, transfer window. He was on the bench, wasn't he? Yes, don't go to bed just yet. So he was on the he was on the bench for them. And Jimmy O'Hara talks about gobshite in midfield. I know he's not relevant to Leeds, but he feels like we have to listen to him sometimes, don't we? Mm. So yeah, plenty of plenty of people were recognised there, yeah. Was, oh, and, uh, and Garber, Garber left back yeah. as well. It was one of ours, Everton poached him from our academy. Was that the one that uh, Ancelotti had never heard of? Uh, yeah. Yes, it was, because he ended up uh, just being loaned out by uh, Everton over and over again. He was so. at Everton for nine years. I looked, up, <laughs> I looked at this, played five games in nine years. Where is he now? He's at Blackpool. Ah, it's not to move far. Yeah. It sounds like he's made a home in the northwest. Ian Pervader's Addy Brown to look at his light. <laughs> it's a really, so honestly, it's a nice, nice light and a nice mural. If you want to come and see it, uh, the game itself. Then Tom Kearney, this is the uh, the Leeds Agro era, isn't it? Because he scored a good goal against us, and they went in front. Yeah, I think this was the first time he was on our radar properly. Whereas, and he must have played against us for Hull and Blackburn at some point, but I don't know. I feel like this is when he started being a thorn in our side, but it didn't matter because we had a better young player anyway in our midfield. Absolutely. And a goal that I'm actually kind of sorry to have forgotten about. I watched it back and I was like, fucking hell, that's so good. Yeah. What an unbelievable, one of the best goals Ellen Road has probably ever seen. But it happened in a midweek one-all against Fulham, which meant nothing. So it's one of those you kind of go, ah, never mind. I'm just looking at the footage of this, uh, not a traditional Fulham away kit. They're in yellow and black halves, hooped socks, black and yellow with yellow shorts. Now they should be dressed, is it? I don't know what a proper... Fulham awake it should be no no strong opinion on it but um, the goal though oof it is an oof isn't it it really is an oof I think it's uh, forgotten a little bit as well because of Lewis Cook not getting that big move to Liverpool before his knee got knacked twice um, and kind of so he's been off the radar himself and so the great goals that he has scored go even further off the radar if he was you know part of a Champions League winning midfield which at this point, he looked like he was going to be. And certainly, like, bits of what he did at Bournemouth looked like he was capable of it. Um, we might be watching this a bit more often going, oh, yeah, he did this for us, though. <laughs> Some of the James Milner-ness. But then, I guess, you don't always see Fab Delft's goals replayed. I, what I like about the clip is it from the from the angle of kind of behind Lewis Cook, as it goes in, you see, now it's, I, th- I think it's now Newcastle United's Dan Byrne, it hits the net and he just goes, God's sake! <laughs> like an annoyed child just like fucking hell that's he's too far out to have done that yeah oh, well I think that's the key thing about it is he he lines it up and hits it from what are we saying must be 35 yards I'd say at least and you don't want to sound like you're exaggerating but it does feel like it's always had that air of you can't be that close to the centre circle and score well I just watched it then and, and just thought 
But obviously he's going to cross that. Mm. And he doesn't, he just bloody whacks it in the net. The trajectory on it's great as well. It's got a real dip, dip. and swerve about it. It's one of those um, sort of a knuckleball to the column these yeah, days where it just yeah. wobbles about the place. Steve Evans like Steve Steve Evans called them called them knuckleballs since about the 1960s. <laughs> Is that right? Steve Evans liked it anyway. Did he? Can we uh, can we hear his comments? Can you imagine? I don't know gravy dripping down his chin as we as we say this. <laughs> Me or Moscow? Oh, ever probably you. I've scored in the Premier League. You get sold for the next five years. I don't think I see a better goal scored. I've just seen a stunning goal from a stunning young player. We are unfortunate not to win, but the previous times they're scoring goals. Right. That's, he did have his mouth full yes. when he said it. Okay, of pie. Startlingly accurate. A different era of Steve Hedler because he was getting thin at this point, wasn't he? He'd been he'd been shamed by Cellino essentially, hadn't he? <laughs> yeah, just grabbing him every time he went, eh, fatty. <laughs> I think he just he'd shamed him into, into yeah, losing a bit. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, Bataka came, in, came on very late in this one, Moscow, which would have been a highlight for you. Did he play well? Of course. He's only 29 still, isn't he, Jordan Pataka? Do some stepovers? You'd hope so. Sails across him. <laughs> All the usual him. stuff. He was the one bit of fun. Apart from, I suppose, I was just thinking then about Lewis Cook's goal and then Moet's goal when he scored those two bangers in a week. Um, but Steve Evans was responsible for those, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, and Sam Byram against Wolves, where he was, like, he was responsible for that as well. Those kids really did do a lot of good stuff for us. Mm. Um, but they're probably the, the management did not deserve. And Pataka as well was just uh, too good for us at this point. <laughs> we couldn't cope with that level of uh, of magic. No. It's mad to think this was only, what, seven seven years ago? Stuart Dallas couldn't get in this team. Old Berardi. Mm. Berardi yeah. was coming back from an injury, in fairness. That's why that's why Coyle was playing. Berardi had been first choice, but yeah, he'd been, um, he'd been out for a while. Yeah. But yeah, the, so it felt like a nothing sort of game. Great goal in it, but otherwise, you know, midweek draw, mm. irrelevant, they whatever. They had been ascending off. They had. Yeah, um, was it for biting? No. Oh, for being bitten, as it turned out. That comes. That comes as a shock to me. Yes, uh, uh, Amora Biter. <laughs> Surprisingly, his name, his name translates as "love being bitten." Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that's the the Basque translation, isn't it? Yes. Because yeah, he uh, he worked with Bielsa, this guy as well, which obviously we wouldn't have been particularly aware of at the time. But yeah, he played over two hundred games for Bilbao, and he was sent off. Uh, well, he. 
it was a late handball that he did that got him sent off, but two yellows. Mm. But at the time, no one really knew anything had gone on. And no one knew anything had gone on for quite a while because Dakara continued playing. With... Was, it, was it a secret nibble? I think it, it was. I don't know why it was not heard of. Normally you get wind of these things, don't you? That, oh, there's someone's been cited for something after evening a game. Of sh- evening be... of shame at Ellen Road. Mm. That kind of thing. As it was, he just continued playing games, played four more games, scored against Cardiff, did Dakara. And then from nowhere, there was a statement saying, been banned for eight games for biting someone. <laughs> I tried to feel hey about this because he was in recording the show today and I said, did you know anything about this? And he was like, no, not at all. I said, we'd, we'd done a presser and then someone said, oh, by the way, this is coming out. Yeah, he said he just got tipped off, didn't he? Randomly. This is coming out later today. And he was like, all right. <laughs> Fair enough then. Eight, eight game ban, you say? An eight game ban. Do you think it's maybe because uh, Amor Bieta was played 200 games for Bielsa that he sort of just didn't let on? Maybe I deserve to be bitten. Yeah. And then afterwards, <laughs> he, he was like getting in the showers and he's got tooth marks from his <laughs> all over his hideous bleeding chest and somebody's like what happened well I don't want to get anybody into any trouble <laughs> was there any but, footage of this not really there was a, a clip that did the rounds but I mean it's the, having watched it back it's like a are we, in the, are, we, are we in the sort of EFL I follow days of high quality it's not even film, I, filmed on a potato type stuff it's not even I follow I think this is LUTV days yeah. so if I if I remember correctly Dakar is on the floor and as he's getting up does he kind of put his face into his chest Oh, uh, they look more like there's a cross coming in and there's okay. still well, a bit. If I'm remembering correctly, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I mean, I think the bite was, yeah, I think the bite was on his chest, which yeah. um, which did somewhat undermine the theory that someone came up with on Twitter that he'd done it to himself because if you try and bite your own chest, yeah, unless you've got particularly big flabby man boobs, it's going to be yeah. difficult for you, which I, footballers tend not to have. Not they? as a rule, no. He did, so. he, did, he did not come across well. There was a hearing about this. But yeah, but, the person who suggested he may have done it himself and Phil Hay replied, aye, that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a, a great withering response. Maybe he got his teammate to do it. It's possible. Mm, that is a possibility. Where's the evidence? That's what I want to see, Michael. But, but in terms of how it came across at the hearing, yeah, not, not particularly good. They looked at photographs of the injuries, video footage of it at the time. Witnesses as well. I mean, God, calling up the Fulham physio as a witness, that's biased, isn't it? <laughs> that's not fair. Yeah, they might Why not call up? Our, our physio didn't see it. Well, Steve Evans didn't see it, did he? That was the that was his his defence of it. But yeah, he said Dukara gave no credible explanation as to how the injury to Mister Amorabieta had occurred if it had not been a bite from himself. I've now I've found the footage, and so what seems to have happened, we may as well describe the incident. The ball is out on the wing, and in the penalty area, Dukara he's kind of like he's almost like a half wrestling move between the pair of them, where they end up kind of with their arms wrapped around each other. A loving embrace? Yeah, except the car is biting him. Ah. And yeah, it's almost as if, you, if you didn't know what was happening, you'd think the Fulham player was jumping into Dakara's arms and he's holding him. Sounds like a scene from Dirty Dancing. And then a big love bite oh. to the heart. But the, the footage cuts off before you can see any uh, reaction from either of them. So it is one of those kind of like, what happens next? Well, what happens next is you cry about it to the FA, I guess. But um, yeah. That makes it sound like you don't think you should have done. Uh, no, I mean, if you've been bitten, probably going to say something about it, aren't you? Don't let anybody bite you, is my advice. It is clear to the commission that the mark was made by a bite, said the commission. So, uh, open and shut case then, lads. Yeah, and uh, to carry, I just didn't explain it. And later on... Is that, it's it, a little bit like kids do when 
something gets broken in the house or whatever. How did that happen? Dunno. Dunno. Yeah. Did you do it? No. <laughs> Who did it then? Because you were the only one in the room when that vase got knocked off there. Dunno. Was it Augusta Wind that took it? Dunno. Takara should have blamed Steve Evans or something. Yeah, so Steve Evans, when he when he was coming back, Steve Evans goes on to say, I won't do the voice again because it's probably important that people like to hear what he actually said this time around. But he said, the kid has always maintained that he didn't do it. And when someone sits in my office and is quite upset, which they probably often are in Steve Evans' office, <laughs> looks you in the eye and says it didn't happen in the way it's been described, mm. which, is, <laughs> which isn't... That's an interesting little bit of chicanery. It, it, yeah, it's an interesting way of phrasing it. Then as a head coach... You have to either believe him or not believe him. Yeah. I just dragged both of my jaws across his chest accidentally. Yeah, it was way worse, Steve. Actually, <laughs> it's a bit like these people who've turned up at the hospital with something stuck up their ass and claim that they fell on it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was. I was in. The, I was in the shed, <laughs> and I'd gone down there in my dressing gown to fetch uh, to fetch the the hammer. Where I, whereupon I fell, and the garden gnome became lodged. <laughs> I had previously. Vaseline the garden gnome to protect it from corrosion. <laughs> Steve. Uh, a glimpse into Michael's, <laughs> Michael's life there. And that is honestly how it happened. Old Steve Evans loved Suleiman Dakara, though, didn't he? He, he, said, he said a lot of this kind of bollocks about all our players when he turned up, but I, the quote from a couple of months before, all this has always stayed, stayed with me. Do you want to do the full... <laughs> this is amazing. Do you want to do the full paragraph of praise that Evans had for Dakara? Leading up to one of my favourite lines of all time. The whole thing? Yeah, this is worth the voice. If, if I'd seen this kid in the Premier League for four or five million and he'd play the way he has in the last five or six weeks, people would be saying, what a steal. When I arrived, he felt <laughs> discarded. Do people understand loved, this? And that's harsh. I told him he was going to get the biggest opportunity of his life and he's enjoying every minute of it. His power and purpose all afternoon was great. He's got a a heart the size what? <laughs> got a heart the size of Big Ben yeah, a heart yes. the size of Big Ben a famously big heart and I'm pleased he's getting these rewards his heart was crying <laughs> when I arrived and now his heart is blessed and I am blessed to work with these players I love that his heart, heart was, was crying. crying when I arrived and now thanks to Steve Evans <laughs> His heart is blessed. And then also... His, heart, not, his arteries have hardened. I'd not, really, <laughs> I'd not really considered Steve Evans saying, I am blessed to work with these players. But let's just go back to the team again. Um, I am blessed to work with Mikel uh, Silvestri and um, Tumani Diaraga. I mean, I'm blessed to work with Tom Adeyemi. Flip it on its head, Moscow. And they were the best players he'd ever worked with. This I was going to say, blessed it, to work with Bailey Peacock Farrell. Flip it on his head and remember that, like, Berardi, Dallas, uh, Cooper, all went on to work with Marcelo Bielsa. Mm. Wonder how the two stack up. Right, yeah. If you ask Steve, he would say that he was the better manager. Well, of course he would. But then again, the season did uh, just plod on in much the same way. Well, he did try. I mean, it, it always gets uh, thrown up, and I did a, an edit of it straight to Bielsa winning the league with Newells and helicopters flying over riots on a pitch where he says like oh but will he know about going to Rotherham on a Tuesday night and uh, so he got straight in there with the what's uh, what's Bielsa going to do that I can't do whereas Heckingbottom at least had the the grace to wait until he was sitting in the studio watching us dismantle Stoke um, when at half time he had to be like yeah it's probably probably a bit (laughs) I I was going to do something different (laughs) would have would have would have tried to win yeah, I wouldn't have played like this. <laughs> but yeah, Steve, so Steve brought him straight back in for the final game of the season. 
Um, well, and that was an absolute glory match, that, wasn't it? I think that's the uh, the drunkest I've been at a Leeds game. Like, which game was that? It was, was it? Oh, no, I'm getting mixed up. It's QPR the, in the hacking bottom was when I'd really given up. <laughs> <laughs> what you was just, the last game this season? We it was, went to Preston. It was away at Preston, wasn't it? I did go to that and had a, a lovely time, had a lovely day. Went for some beers in Manchester afterwards, and that was all fine. And the match itself was just kind of, Simon Grayson was there, Jermaine Beckford was there. <laughs> Steve Evans got upset because we were singing Simon Grayson's name and that's like, um, no, that's it. Because Simon Grayson's name was getting sung, I think, at the end. And then so Steve Evans came wandering over to the away end and it's like, can I have to one Steve Evans? And he's like, yay, they love me, they love me. We loved him so much that he got booted out at the end of the season. go away, where's Jermaine? (laughs) <laughs> no, he still thought he had a chance of getting the job, didn't he, at that point? I think we all thought, I, well, I, no, I can't speak for anybody else. I, I've said, I thought at least, I don't want anybody else, I'd given up to that extent, I was just like, just keep him. Yeah, <laughs> I was the same. Don't care. Yeah, he's, whatever. He's, he's, he didn't relegate us, he probably won't next year. As long as Chilino's here, it doesn't matter. I'd rather us just not go through the whole sack and rehire. Didn't keep him though, did we, Moscow? again. No, within weeks, uh, Chilino was... Um, flying around trying to find a new manager new while, watermelon. Um, a new watermelon yeah while Steve Evans was there going no I think he's going to come and he's going to tell me like I've got a big part to pay in the he's just got to let me know <laughs> that's lovely thanks for that and, and nodded Lewis Cook he was uh, he didn't stick around he ended up at, uh, at Bournemouth in something called the Premier League mm. yeah where he he should have gone on to greater things he still could but he's he's had a couple of bad injuries hasn't he but uh, we've got to keep the car mm-hmm I mean, Dukara by this point, he, he shows it's a general dropping of standards, I think, at Leeds at this point, because he'd already been involved in the 6 6 thing, hadn't he? Was that Dukara Duk- yeah, in that? Yeah. So he'd done that, then he bit someone the season after. It's like, what the fuck are we keeping this guy for? Well, but, in, in the well, end, we did. volley against Forrest. Yeah, that happened this season. That came after. all after this. So. Yeah. And then, start of 2017 18, uh, Thomas Christiansen was knocking about contract mutually terminated. Yeah, off, brought off, some proper discipline. Off you pop. Sammy Saeed's coming into. To provide the, uh, the the slightly more I don't know a bit of a maverick a maverick red card from Sam Saez instead. Well, he got caught. That's the difference. Yeah, well, I heard that in didn't the moment. Ha- that didn't happen in the way described. That's what I would have said about <laughs> Sam Saez spitting at someone. Well, there you go. That is the square ball guide to Suleiman Dakara biting Fulham. We'll speak to you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. 